Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All righty, rocking and rolling. Hour number two of our radio program. That's right. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Surprising news and the big news of the day is Pete Carroll is out as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks and he's being moved to an advisory role. And we'll see what happens with the future of now the former Seattle Seahawks legendary head coach. Let's go out to the guest line, talk to one of his former players, K.J. Wright, who is, of course, now the host of his very own podcast called K.J. All Day. You can listen and watch on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and more. You could also hear him on Seattle's ESPN 710 AM, the K.J. Wright Show. K.J., always great to have you on. Appreciate the time. And how you been? Been good, been good. It is a very sad day here in Seattle. Um, heartbroken to see what's happening to Coach Carroll. We're talking 14 years, um, over 100 wins, Super Bowl that he brought to this city. What he's meant for me personally as a football player and as a man, just um, the guy's legendary. I know he's legendary. He don't want me out here feeling sorry for him, but um, I have to give him his flowers. He means the world to me. He means the world to my teammates, to this city. And um, job well done, Coach. You uh, you can hang your head high because you did a phenomenal job leading this organization for the past 14 years. When you saw the news today, were you shocked that he's no longer going to be the head football coach of this team? You heard you heard the chatter. You heard the chatter throughout the season um, with the nine and eight record and back to back years. Um, I know he has a standard. I know this organization has a standard, and um, to just miss the playoffs this year after making it last year. Um, you just Jody Allen had to make a really hard decision. She has nothing but love and respect for Coach Carroll. It's just um, the way that this team underperformed this football season. They had to make a change. They had to make a change, and so um, it doesn't take away what he's done. But this year, he didn't quite get it done with the guys and leading to the playoffs and and all the things that he's accustomed to doing. And so it just really sucked to see him having to leave. But I am glad that he's staying. Well, that's the thing. Is he really staying? I know he has a, a contract still with, with the year left on his deal. Then there's an option. You know, I got to think that this guy still wants to coach. So maybe another team comes calling this offseason. They get a deal done with Pete Carroll. He got to stay. Come on. Come on. We, let's not put that noise out there. He he has got to stay. It came out in the um in the message that they put out. He's going to stay in the organization. And I know his personality very well. I know he the front office stuff, like doing all that. Nuh-uh. He is a coach at heart. He's going to be right there in the trenches. He's going to be helping with the game plan. He's going to be helping 
coach guys with that step kick. He's still in his prime. I swear to you, he is still in his prime. And so I'm not quite buying the front office stuff that he's going to just do and just be behind the scenes. I do fully expect him to just still be in the nitty gritty right there in the trenches with the guys because that is his personality. And full disclosure, KJ Wright, I disagree with this decision. You know, I basically say that he got fired as being the head coach and now to dress it up because of what he's did for the franchise, they're moving him into this advisory role. I, I just... I disagree with this decision. I think it's a bad decision from the uh, Seattle Seahawks today. Yeah, what um the the thing is we're we're talking. Uh, he's been a really long time. Been there for fourteen years. Went to the playoffs last year. Didn't make it this year. Um, I, I I love the guy. I personally think he should still be the head coach. But we know how people think. We know that someone been here for. Past a decade, missing the playoffs, didn't make it to the Super Bowl since 2013 or 2014. People just feel like, okay, it is time for a change. We can get a new message in here. And so it's not personal. They, they want what's best for the organization. He doesn't take it personal. There's nothing but love at the end of the day, especially when you see that they want him still part of things here in Seattle. When you start to think about who's coaching this team next, who's the first name that comes to mind to replace Pete Carroll? There's only one name that I'm thinking of. There's no other <laughs> names besides Dan Quinn. He's the guy. He is the only person I want to see come here and coach the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he understands culture. He understands team building. He knows how to hold guys accountable. And you see what they're doing over there in Dallas for the past few years. The guy's just, he's someone that I personally loved playing for. We're talking about number one defense in the NFL for four straight seasons. Dan Quinn was a part of that. He's a guy that understands what the city needs, and um, he's familiar with, uh, obviously, the the coaching staff, the training staff, equipment staff. He's going to just come right in, and um, we, won't see a, we won't even see a big change. We won't see a big change in just sweeping out the room, just bringing in new pieces. So I'm a big fan of Dan Quinn as a human being and especially as a football coach. Talking to K.J. Wright right now, former Seattle Seahawk, legendary defensive player for them, I also think the Seahawks' destination, I agree with you. That's what I said, too. I thought it was going to be Dan Quinn as the next head coach, but this is an attractive job. I, I don't believe Geno Smith is a long-term quarterback, but you have some good, young, foundational pieces on both sides of the ball. This is an attractive mm -hmm. job and one that no one really expected uh, that it would become open uh, this way with yeah. basically Pete getting forced out. Listen, there's talent all over this football team. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Defensive rookie of the year, Devin Witherspoon. You have two young tackles in Charles Cross and A. Lucas. Um, draft you a quarterback. I'm I'm all for that. Draft you a quarterback early. Let Geno Smith groom him, and really just take this franchise in a new direction. And so this there's no slouch. You're not coming into a bad organization expecting to win four or five games. No, this is a win now type of roster. And so do they have to make some pieces, um, some personnel changes with the players? There's some free agent guys. Absolutely, absolutely. You have to let some guys go. Bring in some guys. But I'm telling you, when this football team step on the field week one, it is a win-now roster. So, KJ Wright, I was optimistic on Seattle this year. I thought they could be the third-best team in the NFC behind San Francisco and Philadelphia. What went wrong with this group when you look back at the entirety of the season? Uh, just so many games that we had just right there in our hands. You started with week one versus the Rams. Who thought the Rams – yeah. We'll be sitting here in the playoffs facing the Detroit Lions. And I just tell you this. One thing that really bothered me this football season was the lack of brother-to-brother -brother accountability. 
when the antics started happening throughout the season, I really was looking for certain guys in the building to just, hey, enough is enough. Let's not do this. Let's tighten this thing up. Um, so it's way too many distractions. It's hard being the San Francisco 49ers. It's hard being the Dallas Cowboys. But when you have your own stuff that you have to deal with within the building, it makes it dang near impossible to win on Sundays. And so um, I just want to see a, a more mature football team, a team that's more disciplined. Like, this is not happening. And once you make a mistake, once you make a decision the first time that we don't like as an organization, it better not happen again. So that's what I want to see from this organization going forward. A little more discipline, uh, more maturity from the guys, and just bring in the right guys that can really just guide this locker room going forward. KJ Wright here with us. I know that it's always a complicated conversation when you look back at the Seattle Seahawks defensive players when it comes to their relationship with Russell Wilson, but seeing this year play out and Russ getting benched, and I know that Sean Payton the other day saying, oh, he's not definitely gone, but everyone knows he's not going to be their quarterback next season. How did you react to that entire process playing out in Denver? I was mad at Sean Payton. I thought the, I thought the way that he handled it, from day one, when he came on the scene, undermining your quarterback, telling them to stop kissing babies, yelling at him like he's a two-year-old kid on the sideline, like he's not your franchise quarterback. I just hated – I knew that their personalities were not a match made in heaven. I'm like, these two guys are night and day. I don't know how this is going to work. But when you came on the scene day one and throughout the season – you made it crystal clear where you stood with Russell Wilson. That's what really bothered me throughout this whole situation. And I am glad that Russ spoke up for himself in his press conference. I was like, yes, thank you. Finally, Defend right? Yourself. Yes, finally. Great job. And um, I'm glad that he finally did that. And that's the Russell Wilson I want to see going forward. We can, we, I love that Russell Wilson. Uh, the fans loved it. We appreciated it. So like, hey, bro, what the heck is going on? over there in your world. How do you see things? And so we know that Russell Wilson won't be back. Russ still has a lot of ball left in him. He can still play at a high level. That deep ball is still as beautiful as ever. And so there's plenty of teams that need a quarterback of his caliber. But it, it is over there. It is over in uh, Broncos country. I know it's totally different today with Pete no longer being the head coach. But could you ever see a reunion maybe with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? Nah, I won't take it that far. <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't take it that far. He, um, That ship has sailed as, yeah. uh, next year for sure. But at the end of the day, when he retires, they'll retire number three. They'll put him in the ring of honor. They'll give him his flowers. But coming back this soon, nah, it's, it's going to be Geno Smith this, this football season. Next I, football season. I know Russell Wilson is like a nine-time pro bowler, but the last two years it's been ugly, even though he played better this year. Do you think he'll yeah. be a Hall of Famer? Because that's a conversation we have that maybe the last two years he's played himself out of the Hall of Fame. If the season ended today, no. If the season ended today, I, I don't think so. Just like you say, the, the the quick decline. It was a quick decline last year, and he played better this year. But he has to get back in the win column. He has to get back in the playoffs. I want to see that Russell Wilson that I'm accustomed to. Make, making noise in the month of January making noise in those primetime games. You saw that he's starting to use his legs more this football season. And um, pair him with some receivers. Pair him with some guys. Pair him with the, the right offensive coordinator. I'm telling you guys. Get him back with a with Brian Schottenheimer, that type, of that type of coordinator that understands his skill set. Not a Nathaniel Hackett, not a Sean Payton. Let Russ do what he does best. 
You can't try to force an offense onto him. It does not work like that. And so I want to see him paired with the right coordinator. And by all means, he has a lot left in the tank. And I do believe that next year we'll see a better Russell Wilson. When you get to the games this weekend, K.J. Wright, I'm looking at the Rams. You talked about them earlier. I know it's a tough matchup against Detroit, but they've won seven out of their last eight games. I I think the Rams are alive this weekend, and they can make some noise in the NFC this playoff run. I I have the Rams 100%. I for sure have the Rams. And I'm going to go to the coaching. I'm going to go straight to the coaching. Just the impulsive decisions that I've seen um, Dan Campbell make throughout the year, what he did in that that game, I think versus the Cowboys, when he kept going for it versus kicking the extra point, I cannot get over that decision. I cannot get over that decision when you're backed up and you decide to go for two because you told your guys we're going to score and go for two. I just can't get past a lot of decision-making that he made. And even playing his starters last week, we saw his big-time tight end go down. Yeah, Laporta. When can you – yeah, can can you go to a new spot? Yes, no, maybe so. Sit your starters, man. Come on. And so when they step on the football field, I like Matt Stafford over Jared Goff. I love this Rams run game. I love those weapons that they have with with, with Puka. And so I got the Rams fighting a way to get out um, of Detroit with the win. To make the Super Bowl, do you take the Ravens or the field just coming out of the AFC? The Ravens are who? Or the field, like everybody else. Oh, oh no! It's it's the Ravens. It's, it's not even a conversation. I would love to see a Chiefs Ravens AFC Championship. You knock off the top dogs. I don't want to see some random AFC team there. Uh, the Texans knock off the champions. Knock off the big dogs. See if you could beat Patrick Mahomes in primetime football when the stakes are high, when he's healthy, when Travis Kelsey gets back to normal. And so I want to see an AFC Championship with the Chiefs. With the Ravens, but I got the Ravens coming out. I'll tell you, though, I think Kansas City's on upset alert this weekend. And I, I don't trust either of these teams, the Dolphins or the <laughs> Chiefs, but everyone's going to pick Kansas City because it's going to be freezing cold. This Chiefs team, they've just never found it this year. I, I actually think the Dolphins are going to walk into Arrowhead and walk out with the victory, KJ. Do you, have you seen their injury report this week with the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's backed up. It's, it's, I, I'm, that has me scared. You lose a Chubb, you lose a Phillips, mm-hmm, you, you, you lose a other big, you lose other big time pass rusher number forty three. I can't think of his name right now, but um, they have some banged up guys and a Tua tongue of a lower in negative degree weather. Ah, I don't like that. I I do not like that. But you at got all. the cheetah coming back and Tyree Kill. You know he's getting into the end zone. He go go off. He's going to have a phenomenal day. I got him getting two hundred <laughs> yards. Do your thing, cheetah. But when it comes down to the little things, this is the playoffs. It's all about the details, the little things, right? This Chiefs team has a blueprint. They have a blueprint to what it takes to advance in the playoffs, how to win at home, and just they just mastered it over the years. I don't think the Miami Dolphins are ready. All right, two more for K.J. Wright. Uh, I know you, you finished your career with the Raiders. There's a lot of conversation about Antonio Pierce. Should he be the next head coach? Uh, what would you say in regards to that question? One million percent. When when I left my last year, it was a decision with Rich Basaccia. Yeah, Everyone remember Rich Basaccia? You guys made the playoffs. Every, oh, yeah, we made the playoffs that last year. And you look at it, we had no business winning 10 football games that football season. With all the drama that we had, with all the, the mess that we were going through, he kept us afloat. And I look at what Pierce did this football season. These guys love him. 
these guys respect him. Respect him. He's a former player. He understands the culture. Keep this momentum going. Keep keep everything right here in house. Trust him. He did it at a high level as a player. He has a Super Bowl, and he did it at a high level coaching when when all odds were stacked against him. And so hire him. Don't bring in Jim Harbaugh. Let Harbaugh go to the Chargers. Keep Antonio Pierce in house because these guys love him. They're going to play for him. And he's going to get this Raiders culture back where it needs to be. Just going back to Pete Carroll, because it's the biggest story of the day. We know your relationship with him, and obviously it's a sad day for you. But when you look back at the decision with only being two hours old, like, are, are you annoyed with this decision today? Like, are you disappointed with this decision, or do you understand it? I, I'm heartbroken. I'm really heartbroken, and, and I do understand it. When you look at it, um, I get it. I, I really do. Just back-to-back nine and seven seasons. Um, yeah, he the the vision for this football team was to go deep into the playoffs. You made it last year. You went to the wild card. The expectation was to make some real noise this football season. And um, I know that there's no love lost. I know that at the end of the day, he's going to be in the ring of honor. But it's I understand that they said it's time to go in a new direction. We want to get younger. We want to get a new message here in the building. I totally understand it. But um, I love the guy. His players love him. And for him to be around, it's the perfect decision for this organization. He is KJ Wright. Of course, he's the host of his very own podcast, KJ All Day. You can listen and watch on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can also hear him on Seattle's ESPN 710 AM, the KJ Wright Show. Uh, did you talk to Pete yet? I know it's only two hours old, but have you talked to your, your old coach? I'm going to wait till next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too early. I'll wait till next week to get my guy a call. Thanks so much, KJ. Appreciate you doing this on a busy day. Always a pleasure. Thank you. There you go. KJ Wright joining us on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. You know, I wasn't expecting that because I didn't, I don't understand this decision, but the way that KJ laid it out, it does kind of make sense that maybe they just thought it was time. But you, you look at the decision. Yes, this year was disappointing and there wasn't that growth. And last year it surprised everyone make the playoffs this year. They missed the playoffs. I thought he was deserving another year, but it's not my football team. So they're entitled to make that decision. We will uh, take a break when we come on back. So Carroll's out as the head coach of the Seahawks. Is there another potential surprise after seeing how this weekend plays out of a coach that could be sent packing as well after this weekend or maybe the next two weekends of the NFL playoffs? We'll discuss. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. I guess Ryan Poles just addressed reporters. Um, Also, there's going to be a press conference. I think this is about to get underway with, uh, I I would imagine it's Jody Allen, but who knows? Maybe it's John Schneider. Um, Could it even be Pete Carroll as well? But there's going to be some press conference in Seattle right now with the news today that uh, Pete Carroll is out as the head coach and he is going to be taking an advisory role with the team. Um, if this is actually, Samter, and you've done this for a long time, if this is actually an amicable split where we're not going to make you the head coach, and let's just say KJ is right, where he thinks that Pete's actually going to stay in the front office, which I think that's just more wishful thinking from KJ because of his connection with him, wouldn't then Pete Carroll be the one doing this press conference, you would think? Yeah, especially if he's staying on in the front office, I would definitely think that Pete Carroll is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, but maybe the Well, team... it was just a podium. It wasn't a dais. It was a podium. It looks like it's just going to be one person. Yeah, so, I mean, it could also just be that they wanted to shield him from some of those questions, give him time to process it, and, and answer questions on his own time rather than mm-hmm. just throwing him out there to the wolves. By the way, you said KJ is right. That should be the name of his podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that was just <laughs> KJ perfect. Is right. I mean, KJ is right. But did you it. also name a writer than you on CBS Sports Radio as go. well? I love it. <laughs> with, uh, with our pal Bill Ryder. Um, I also saw this tweet during the break. I guess Ryan Poles just recently spoke as well. Um, and today, uh, the Bears fired Luke Getze, their offensive coordinator, and they announced that, or they announced it through Schefter, that um, Matt Eberflus is going to be back as the head coach. Ryan Poles on Justin Fields. I think Justin got better. I think he could lead this team, but we are in a very unique situation. That sounds like to me, Justin Fields is out. They're going to trade Justin Fields. When you say we're in a very unique situation and you say, I think Justin got better, but we're in a unique situation. And then you give the line of, we're going to overturn every stone and figure out what we're going to end up doing. All right, you got to go through your process, but I think Ryan Poles is starting the process saying, we like Justin Fields, but we don't love Justin Fields. And ultimately, even though I'm of, you know, kind of cut from the cloth in this one, where I believe they should keep Fields, trade back a few spots, get some picks, and still draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I don't believe the Bears are going to do this. The Bears are going to take Caleb Williams as the first overall pick. Or is he just kind of setting it up to say, hey, maybe we draft a quarterback number one. All you teams who want Caleb Williams, Drake May, Call. or Jaden Daniels, we might draft that quarterback number one. So if you want one of those guys, you're going to have to move up so we can move to two or three with the Patriots or the Commanders so we can get more assets, mm-hmm. keep Justin Fields, and go Marvin Harrison Jr. The best thing that happened to the Bears was the Cardinals getting that fourth pick because the two teams behind them who want that quarterback, the Commanders and the Patriots, they might be willing to move up to get the guy they really want, whether it's Caleb, May, or Daniels. Yeah. And that way, uh, the Bears can move back, get Marvin Harrison Jr., and still get draft assets in the, in the process. That would be the perfect situation for the Bears, to get more assets, yeah. get Marvin Harrison Jr., and not lose out on the guy they really want. So I'm with you, and that's what I've been saying. But once again, what I think should happen and what I think will happen is vastly different, is a vastly different approach. 
I'm with you. That's what should happen. But the Bears, they usually, when it comes to finding a quarterback, can mess up a two-car funeral procession. We've seen that over and over again with this franchise. But here's also the other thing to consider. Like, let's say we're right, that the Bears say, oh, you know, Moist Mike, Big Mike, CBS, Zach Gelb, they're right where we should move back. Even though we've both said, draft Marvin Harrison Jr., draft Marvin Harrison Jr., draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I don't know what the price is for teams like the Patriots and the Commanders. Commanders are two, Patriots are three. To move up from two or three into the number one spot. Could there be a team that is a little further back, like let's say eight or nine or ten, where one of those teams wants to move up to one and they give up a king's ransom like what the Panthers did just last year, and this is why the Bears have the number one overall pick, and the Bears say, okay, that package is going to be significantly richer than what the Commanders or the Pats would give, and we'll move back to, let's say, 8, 9, or 10. With that being said, we would miss out on Marvin Harrison Jr., and then you go to the next wide receiver that's in this draft, like let's say a Roma Dunze out of Washington. Like that's just something to consider as well for the Chicago Bears if and only if they say, okay, we're going to trade on back and we want to keep Justin Fields as the quarterback. So maybe that is the bat signal, like you're saying, Samter, that they're flashing the Batman signal saying, okay, number one pick, we like Fields. We're going to tell you we like Fields, but we're open to anything. So place your phone calls and see what you could get if you want to go get Caleb Williams or Drake May. But ultimately... I, I kind of think Poles is going to trade Fields when his stock is probably at the highest. And not only that, uh, he's going to draft Caleb Williams as number one overall. I just worry the idea of firing your OC, keeping your head coach, and mm-hmm. drafting a new quarterback. Basically what you're saying in that situation is we believe enough in Eberflus to turn around Caleb Williams. But if Eberflus is already on the hot seat and he can't do it with Caleb Williams... You're already setting Caleb yeah. Williams back because he's going to have two or three head coaches, mm-hmm. multiple coordinators in his first couple of years, and we've seen that's never a product for success. Sure. So I don't think if they were going to stick with Fields, I'm sorry, if they were going to go with Caleb Williams or Drake May number one overall, I feel like they either would have kept their OC or fired Eberflus along with the offensive staff. Well, to keep Eberflus and get rid of the offensive staff, I, I can't imagine they're going to well, get the quarterback. Well, here's the thing. Here's why I don't believe the Bears are going to do the right thing. And earlier I brought up why the Bears would extend Eberflus and why they should extend Eberflus, which they haven't done. How attractive, let's say if you are keeping fields, how attractive is the offensive coordinating position when you have a coach on the hot seat? Like, that's what I'm saying. Even though Eberflus is only two years into his deal, if you're going to keep him now, which they said today, you should extend him because we've seen before when coaches are on the hot seat, it doesn't always attract the best offensive coordinator. Like, Robert Sala was on the hot seat entering the season. Now he got Aaron Rodgers, so it saves him his job. Any other year, he would have been fired as head coach of the Jets. He was only able to land Nathaniel Hackett. When Matt Rule was on the hot seat, he got McAdoo. Like, you don't always attract the best name for an offensive coordinator when that offensive coordinator knows, oh, yeah, this is probably a one-year prove it or everyone ends up getting fired when they fire Matt Eberflus at the end of next year. But, you know, today's obviously a surprising day. And let's get back into the biggest story and what it can mean from here, where there's always a job that opens up that we didn't expect. So right now we have the Chargers job open. We have the Commander's job open. We have the Raiders job open. 
We have the Panthers open. We have Tennessee open. And now we have Seattle open with Pete Carroll. I want to say getting shown the door as the head coach, but then getting brought into some advisory role, which I still think this whole thing is uh, really fugazi and it's just a nice way of dressing up that Pete Carroll was fired as the head coach and they're going to give him this role. And then if other teams come call him, they'll probably let Pete Carroll interview for a job, whether that's this year or his contract expires after this season. So maybe he'll end up being a free agent and a hot commodity a year from now. But what else is potentially out there? Like we know the Patriots are a pending story right now. Ultimately, even though this has been a multi-day process, I do believe the Pats will pull the rug on Bill Belichick. It's, all right, are you going to have to fire him? Can you trade him? I think Belichick made it pretty clear that he still wants to coach the team. He still intends to be the coach of the team. I think that was Belichick putting out that own his own Batman signal to, to Robert Kraft. You want to get rid of me? You're going to have to fire me and allow me to be a free agent, and you're not going to get back any compensation from the team that I'm going to and the team that I'm going to end up being the next head coach of. So that's that. The Patriots are still out there. I don't think anyone would be surprised if we wake up tomorrow and we find out Bill Belichick and the Patriots are parting ways or he gets fired as the head coach of the New England Patriots. I do believe that there's one team that's in the playoffs right now that they lose this weekend. We're going to see a change. And I actually think this coach is underappreciated and he hasn't got enough credit for the last three years and he's done a really good job and a lot of people thought he was a bad head coach and he's proved them to be wrong in Dallas. And that is Mike McCarthy. Because Mike McCarthy right now, even though I wouldn't say that they're my next pick to go to the Super Bowl if the 49ers go down, I think a lot of people would agree and a lot of people would say that the Cowboys right now are the second best team in the NFC and the first obviously being the San Francisco 49ers. But this weekend you're playing a Packers team that they're a playoff team but I don't think anyone's afraid of the Green Bay Packers right now. Like, they're a good story. They've already accomplished everything and then some what was expected out of the Green Bay Packers this season. Jordan Love walks into town with nothing to lose, right? McCarthy coached the Packers for, what, 13 years or whatever it was. They lose this weekend. I know Jerry Jones has put on this front that he's very happy with Mike McCarthy and he believes in Mike McCarthy, but that could change rather quickly. And it's been speculated a lot in the last year or two when people haven't appreciated McCarthy that maybe Dan Quinn would be their next head coach and Dan Quinn's their current defensive coordinator. Well, who's the number one name right now in the aftermath of Pete Carroll getting moved into an advisory role of replacing Pete Carroll? It's Dan Quinn. So I'll ask you this, Samter. What do you think the Cowboys need to do this year, like the bare minimum, to assure that Mike McCarthy is going to be their coach next year because I start to wonder, like, let's say that's a genuine report that's been out there before that eventually Jerry Jones thinks that Dan Quinn could coach this football team and be the head coach of this football team. And maybe that's why Dan Quinn has stayed the last two years with that thought of maybe I'm going to be the head coach of this team one day. What is the bare minimum McCarthy has to do this postseason to make sure that with the Seahawks, assumingly, uh, uh, presumably going to be calling and trying to get Dan Quinn, that it doesn't rush Jerry Jones into maybe firing Mike McCarthy so he can make sure that he keeps Dan Quinn in-house and then promotes him into being the head coach. I mean, an NFC Championship game, he's, his job is, I think, definitely safe. I would right? agree. If he wins two games and gets to the NFC Championship game, even if they lose, I think that would be enough that he's safe. I personally think that Mike McCarthy's job is safe no matter what happens, unless they get just absolutely embarrassed mm. in the in the wild card. I disagree. I think with he's that. safe. 
They I, lose to the Packers this weekend, he's getting fired. See, I, I mean, listen, maybe. Jerry Jones is very loyal. He has been effusive. There has been no hemming or hawing at all about Mike McCarthy. He hasn't been like, well, we're going to see what's going to happen or we'll have to evaluate after the season. He has been constantly throughout the season. But what did Mike McCarthy's, McCarthy's my guy, and he is the reason why we're this good. But, but what did he say about McCarthy before the start of the season and this Cowboys team? He believes they have everything they have, and he doesn't see why not, why they can't be playing in the Super Bowl this year. Now, you lose to a team that really didn't have playoff expectations in the Packers. I think that's going to change rather quickly, and he'd be out of a job. And also, I take it, I think you're right. I think bare minimum, he needs to get to the NFC Championship game. And the only caveat I'll put on it is how do they lose in the second round? Because they're the two seed. They don't have to play the 49ers in any, they're not playing the 49ers in any outcome in the second round. So whether that's Philadelphia, whether that's Tampa Bay, whether that's uh, Detroit, like whoever the team is that they're playing in the second round, like they're going to be the favorite in the game. Now you lose by a field goal, then okay, you know, you lose by a field goal, maybe the ball just didn't bounce your way. But if if it depending on how you lose that game in the second round, I think that could determine if McCarthy's back as the head coach. You know, they lose this weekend. Now, I'll be very confident that McCarthy's out of a job this time next week. The thing is, like, if if Jim Harbaugh or maybe Bel- Belichick or something like that was in play, maybe I can understand that they just they have a better option to replace him. Mm-hmm. I like Dan Quinn. Right, Dan Quinn has good coach. He did a good job in Seattle, although he obviously made some very questionable calls towards the end of his tenure there. You could say that. Uh, uh, He obviously had some issues in Atlanta. I like Dan Quinn. He's fine. He's he's a fine head coach, and he's a fine coach. But are you like if you believe in Mike McCarthy? Are you really getting rid of Mike McCarthy for Dan Quinn, or is it like we? Mm -hmm. If you're done with McCarthy, fine, I get it, but. Are you really making an upgrade, Dan Quinn, over Mike McCarthy? I don't think so. I don't think you are as well, and that's why, I don't know, about a month or so ago when we got into this whole report about Dan Quinn and how Jerry Jones loves Dan Quinn, I said that let's say if things go south south with McCarthy, they shouldn't hire Dan Quinn, then they should hire Bill Belichick, who I still think is going to become available. So I I don't disagree with you. I think it's more of a lateral move uh, if you get rid of Mike McCarthy and go to Dan Quinn, but we've seen lateral moves made before. In the NFL. All righty, Zach Gelb, show CBS Sports Radio updates you some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio next. We call that the news brief. But first up with the latest CBS Sports Radio update, here's the act man, Rich Ackerman. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. For your daily news brief, we get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. All righty, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. Clearly the biggest story of the day is Pete Carroll. We'll get you some audio at the end of the show. Uh, Pete Carroll right now is giving an emotional press conference as he is no longer the Seahawks coach and he's being moved to an advisory role. I call bull crap on this even when you hear him in the uh, press conference, basically say that this is not his decision. He still wanted to coach. And I do believe, this is me talking personally, not putting words in Pete Carroll's mouth, that there is going to be teams interested in coaching next season. And whether it's this upcoming season or the one after that, I got to think, even though he's 72, we haven't seen the last of Pete Carroll. Talking about Decisions that have been made that have been controversial. How about in Tennessee? This courtesy of TennesseeTitans.com with Mike Keith. Amy Adams Strunk, the owner of the Tennessee Titans, uh, when she was asked, did they consider trading Mike Vrabel, with Mike Vrabel being relieved of his duties yesterday as the head coach of Tennessee? Yes, there was. But there's a bit of misconception about a coach's contract, say, versus a player's contract. A coach's contract, you can't trade them unless they're a willing partner to that trade. So, yes, we thought about it, but at the end of the day, with league rules the way they are, it would have maybe put us back three weeks. And, you know, honestly, to, to get the right head coach, I was just not willing to, to go to the back of the line and take a chance of missing out on someone we, we really wanted. Well, here's the thing that I don't understand. As long as you pay Mike Rabel, like, could you have moved him somewhere? Like, I don't know if they just have the authority to say, all right, we're paying you. Depending on the language of the contract, we're just going to move you into, like, one of these advisory roles. We'll still pay you until we find the spot for you to go. So I understand what she's saying, and maybe it's more complex than what we think. And I totally get it, right? Because if they, let's say they want to trade Mike Vrabel to, I don't know, Carolina, and he's like, I'm not working with that bozo in uh, David Tepper, then he doesn't accept the trade. He doesn't go there, and then it was a big, giant waste. But I think you at least got to try your due diligence, especially that belief, which there's that report out there today, which I brought up yesterday. I've never seen a coach before during his bye week go to another team's game and sit next to an owner of another team like Vrabel did for the Patriots. I get it. Vrabel played for the Patriots. who's going into the Hall of Fame. They were honoring him that day. But a lot of people, and this is what Ian Rapport said, in the building thought, oh, maybe he'd be the next coach of the Patriots. And he never dismissed that. Now, I know the Patriots will have their own situation with Bill Belichick. And maybe they're trying to trade him or they're going to get rid of him. But don't you at least, before you fire Vrabel, call up uh, Robert Kraft, right, owner-owner, and say, hey, we know you want Vrabel. Let's get a deal done and see how that goes down. It seems like this was rather quick to get rid of Rabel, but now they're saying, let's just get rid of the coach who made this decision for what happened the last two years. I, I do believe that Rabel wanted to get fired too. So I think that also makes this easier where he probably wasn't going to cooperate with you. And now you could uh, open up your head coaching search. All right, let's go to Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs play the Dolphins this weekend in frigid Kansas City. Where is Patrick Mahomes' confidence with his offense entering this postseason after what's been a tumultuous year? 
yeah, I'm, I'm extremely confident, not only in our offense, but in the football team. Uh, you see how the defense is playing. Uh, offensively, I feel like we're going to play our best football at the right time. Um, and I think if we can just score, we don't have to score too much points. If we can just score enough points, our defense will shut the door, and we can, we can find a way to get a win. And uh, let's go to Dan Graziano. This is on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN. Another day and, of course, another Aaron Rodgers clip. Let's hear Dan Graziano ripping Aaron Rodgers from everything that happened with Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. And now uh, Pat McAfee isn't even having Rodgers on for the rest of the year. He's saying last week or this week was the last Aaron Rodgers report. So here we go. Here's Dan Graziano. I think Aaron's, you know, sort of living down to his reputation in a lot of ways uh, as a as a attention-hungry, you know, self-absorbed individual that, you know, you hear a lot of things about how he's been in the Jets building since he got there, and they're positive. Mm-hmm. You know, con artists can be very convincing. And, and uh, I think if he's if he's got the Jets fooled about who he is, then that's too bad for them, and eventually they'll pay the price for it. But uh, he's obviously uh, a liar and a, a, a narcissistic con artist uh, who is bad for everything he touches, and I think ultimately the Jets will pay the price. So when I saw this clip, I heard the music, and I was laughing, and then when we just played it for you, I heard the music, and I was laughing. Like, was that music edited in afterwards, or was it maybe just so, like, kind of when you're at the Oscars and someone's talking too long, and they try to throw music underneath you to kind of shut you up and go to break? It seemed like, because uh, it was it was going Very along, dramatic. Yeah, it was going along with Chris Canty's facial reaction, so yeah. it seemed like it was edited in oh, afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, who knows? <laughs> I thought that was very funny, though. Uh, yeah, you know, like, I'm at a point where I'm just tired talking about Aaron Rodgers. I, I just want to see the guy play football next year. I don't even like Jimmy Kimmel, but this whole thing with Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers just got so nasty and so unnecessary. And then whatever nonsense Rodgers was spewing yesterday, it was just like enough is enough. And I, like, I don't know if ESPN came to McAfee and said, we don't want you to put Rodgers on for the rest of the year. Because then, like, just from a talent perspective... That's a very successful segment for ESPN, whether it's creating good news or bad news. That's the stuff that you hear the most from the McAfee show is with Rodgers. And I would say, like, as a, as a talent, you know, as a talk show host, if my bosses came to me and said, we can't have you put this guest on and we don't want you to have that guest, I would just kind of go against what management would say and kind of fight it. Because whether you agree or not with what Rodgers is saying, it is a highly successful segment for their show. And I ultimately think if ESPN did step in, you run that risk of McAfee just tuning out and basically saying bleep you. So I'm going to say that this was more so ultimately McAfee's decision. And McAfee's like different than any other talent right now doing sports talk radio. But I don't think ESPN's disappointed with this news today. Here is uh, Charles Barkley on CBS Mornings on Aaron Rodgers' comments about Jimmy Kimmel. Here we go again. If Aaron Rodgers had said that about you, implied that you had been on the Epstein list, how would you handle that? I'd have punched him in the face. <laughs> what do you mean, punch him in the face? You know what the hell punch him in the face means? <laughs> I would just, I know, again. But we, you mean metaphorically you would punch him in the face? No, I meant rhetorically, whatever the hell. I, I, see, she got me well, using I, big see, words. See these knuckles? Hey, hey, I don't even know what those words mean. Rhetorical, metaphorically. You don't mean you would No, I don't even know what they mean. Rhetorical, metaphorically. No, I don't even know what those words mean. Hell yeah, I'll punch him in the face. I don't understand there why you wouldn't just believe and why you would be shocked that Barkley would say that. And it may end up making for a great clip, but you think he was kidding? 
Like, and I don't fault, fault Barkley at all. If you're going to assume or basically float it out there that you have something that's going on with being a pedophile that's associated with your name, like if Stu, no offense, Stu, I love you, but I'm, just, I'm looking at you right now. If Stu got on the radio or another show and said, yeah, uh, so, you know, I'm not, I don't want to even say my name with the sentence, but so-and-so is a pedophile and that was about me. Of course, I'd see Stu. I wouldn't say, hey, what do you know that I don't know? I'd probably just walk up to Stu and punch him in the face. But that's Barkley. I, I love Barkley. Barkley is my favorite, even though he's a former NBA player, he's my favorite sports personality right now. Because he's the one guy in all the sports media that you can't cancel. And he always gives you, whether it's right or wrong, his genuine, honest opinion. And he's never afraid to dance around a certain topic. All righty, that's a news brief. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We will come on back. We now have one, two, three, four, five, six jobs that are open. We have the Panthers. We have the Seattle Seahawks. We have Las Vegas, Tennessee, the Commanders, and the LA Chargers. How do we rank those jobs available? We will get into that conversation one to six, one being the most attractive, six being the least attractive, the most unattractive job in the NFL to the six that we have open. We return. You grab a phone line, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And also, you could always follow along with the radio program on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We stream it. And you can follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. If you don't follow, well, you got five minutes during a break, listen to commercials, and make sure you get on social media and follow me right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.